0: to readers and writers with your host James Hill and Athena Paris and I am Amy. We have a special guest today Haley Kilgore and we are talking medieval magic. So you guys how do you want to want to kick it off? How's it going?
1: Well it's going really well and Haley is one of our writers from Rock Hill Publishing. He wrote The Noggin. Did I get it right?
2: Yes, yeah yes, you did. because
1: I pronounced that title every different way you can imagine. And it is a story which takes place in a faraway land, a mystical place and her faraway land is set in like a medieval times. And so we want to talk to Haley about why does she set a story in mythical times or medieval times and what lends magic to that type of uh, to that type of uh, setting. So Haley, why did well let's first talk about a few other things first with Haley. let's talk about her book tour because she has a book tour coming up and i think she would be very proud to uh <laughs> give that a kind of announcement so Haley, tell yeah, us about it so
2: we've got a book tour coming up with story storygram tours if i can speak today on instagram um and there's going to be seven different hosts and they're going to be doing all sorts of really fun stuff with my book and there's also gonna be a giveaway so this is a great chance for you to get a copy of Nanagan because it's not the cheapest thing but it's not cheap because it's technically a book and a half mashed into one <laughs> it's very long it's dense but it's well worth it
1: it's what I call a bullet stopper Haley <laughs> you put that inside your jacket in case you know you have to go through a hell of bullets <laughs> But yes, it's very, but it's very good. I mean, you wrote a very interesting and unique type of book. And like I said, got a lot to do with magic and a special brand of magic. So uh, tell us about that. Tell us about uh, the type of magic you talk about.
2: So the magic system, it's a great way to think about it is if you've ever seen Avatar The Last Airbender, it's very similar system to that. Um, you've got people who control the elements, so you've got fire, water, air, earth, and I also throw in life, spell casting, and telepathy, so there's just, you know, a few other elements to that, um, but, you know, it does generally follow the same rules of everyone gets an element, if you have magic, it's just the one, um, except for, of course, our main character, who has all of them, um, and it's kind of, in the story, this just weird crazy thing um but I've actually plotted it out and it's actually a complete genetic mutation caused by the Nanogans, which are the portals that transport people to worlds but so it's not actually just a weird freak accident it's there's a whole system to it and because I'm a scientist of course I figured out the genetics of everything for it so yeah I'm totally a nerd
1: all right so uh uh Athena has uh has good words for the type of magic you talk about. I just call it elemental magic, but she went diving into the type of magic that there is. So Athena, give us a little background on what you know about magic.
3: Well, um, it's interesting because obviously, uh, different writers use different systems. And uh, usually they work on a, a range and effect of the magic that they create. and. Um, in other words, they uh, they target, um, th- they figure out who's targeted by the effects the, of the magic. And um, is the magic uh, uh, physical, mental, or other? Of course, like uh, Haley says, she has uh, the eleme- elements, and then she, through telepathy, which is then that is a mental or almost psychological, spiritual kind of uh, magic. And then, of course, we get the results that come out of after you've used the magic. And that is always very interesting, because it shows how she shifts and changes the world every time she uses her magic in the, in this, uh, within the system. And of course, I'm very interested to know if Haley, having the background that she does, because I know that she's english and italian somehow and those (laughs) two cultures have very deep uh, magical legends and myths of things you know that they've created so i've wondered if haley drew from that maybe listening to stories like king arthur the roman empire you know the roman gods and things like that if she drew from that to create her world Oh, um, so not really. Um,
2: I kind of drew everything into my world because of the reader I am. I'm a huge fan of fantasy. So I like just, you know, that weird element that's just like, this is not real life, which is just makes it so much more fun. So that's kind of why I have, you know, the dragons and the mermaids and all the other crazy stuff going on. It's just, it's fun and it's just a way to step away from everything and be like, this is not what life could be like. this is just something fun. you know yeah.
1: Well Hayley, tell me, do you think that medieval times lend more to, to magical stories and, and why? I have my own opinions on that, but you know I oh, like to hear yeah. from you about why do you think that, that medieval times lends itself more to like these magical stories?
2: Well, there's two main reasons. The first one is Tolkien. So pretty much modern day fantasy, all is based off of Tolkien's middle earth kind of thing. He set the president. So you had all this magic and, you know, he kind of set that. So everyone else is kind of like, okay, well, we've got to follow his example because he's the first big fantasy writer that kind of came about. The other reason I think magic and medieval times kind of go together is because when you have your modern world and you have that technology, magic isn't needed, you know, you, you get shot with an arrow, cool, but the chance of you dying are pretty slim to none, you, you know, you're not relying on herbs, to, you know, to cure things, and you, you can travel underwater, and all these crazy things that seem magical, but aren't because of the technology, so when you take those concepts, and put them in a time that doesn't have that technology, it becomes magical, and it kind of creates a sense of, okay, this is not something that's normal. Whereas if you look at how those things would happen in modern times, you'd see like, oh yeah, no, that's totally a, a reasonable thing to have happen. And I think the other thing too, is that we kind of, romanticized the medieval period because you know knights and shining armor armor and save the princess and it's just kind of one of those fun things where it's just like it's so long ago that we don't feel a true connection to it where it's like you can definitely feel connected to the victorian area i mean you know there were photographs but all we've got from the medieval time is painting so it's not like there's truly tangible kind of ways to connect with that unless you're physically sitting in like a castle
1: yeah, that's, I was going to say I'm a big fan of Tolkien, of course. And uh, <laughs> I read Tolkien in high school, probably around the time you were born, if not before. And I really didn't start reading Tolkien until it came up in the Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was carrying the book around with me because I went to Catholic school and we had to carry our Bible. And so I didn't want to, wasn't going to read the Bible. But, you know, I bought Tolkien's book because it looked the same as this big brown bible that i had to carry and when the priests were looking there they see the book and it was like all right you can go we got our bag checked in and out of school so i carried token around with me for a while and then you know Led zeppelin came up with the with the uh ramble on and in that song he speaks about going through the depths of mortar and you know searching for for the girl and all that kind of stuff and then i realized he was talking about token and the lord of the rings and i had already read um, um bilbo's story the
2: you know, hobbit
1: the hobbit as yes, i already read the hobbit so i was like oh let me read this i'm carrying it back and forth to school let me read this so then i started reading uh the lord of the rings and like you say he was really the first fantasy writer that kind of like threw in magic and the whole different ideas of different worlds the, the middle earth you know blah 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 and all of that kind of stuff so As a fantasy writer, it's kind of like intrigued me with that idea that you had to split between technology and magic. And like technology, like you said, technology kind of like killed off magic. But before then, people, and we go back to the Middle Ages, and people did believe in these things. They believed in spells, and they believed in witchcraft, and they believed everything had some kind of spiritual, magical type of quality to it. But they didn't have the technology, they didn't have, those who did have it, didn't believe in magic. The scientists of the day and the people like that, they didn't believe in magic. But They knew most of the people didn't have that knowledge. And therefore, they controlled the population with the ideas of spirits and God and all this kind of stuff. And it really was a way to control people's lives at that time. And and so, like you said, we don't have any real connection to something that happened Five six hundred years ago, that as we do something that happened more recently, 100, 200 years ago, you you have people who are still bringing you those stories, your grandparents and telling you your great grandparents' story and all that kind of stuff. So that's not so far removed. But when you get to five six hundred years ago, you don't have people who can tell you anything about that time period, or you have the books that was written if anybody wrote about something like that, then they would they would leave out a lot of the facts that happened. Like, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: I well,
0: That's what makes the medieval time so appealing to everyone, right? Because there's this like mystery kind of element to it. So it's almost like you can take medieval times and what we know about it and make it your own with the own like magic and the technology and stuff. You know, so I think that's, I don't know, for me, I find that to be intriguing for like medieval times especially for writers because they can kind of I mean Haley you can tell me if I'm I'm wrong but they kind of can make it their own and what they would kind of think medieval times would be you know I think that's
2: inviting for for writers well absolutely but I feel like you can do that with any world like you absolutely have you know the genre of urban fantasy which takes place in modern times but I mean there's just a again it's just more of a romanticized kind of time era where it's just you you kind of when you think about going back in time your general first thing is yeah i'm gonna go back to medieval time so i can go you know storm the castle it's just kind of i think it's one of those just kind of things that's been ingrained in us because i mean again you have tolkien narnia you know just all of these big kind of stories that everyone knows that happen in medieval time so it's kind of a a safe setting and it's just something people feel comfortable in because you don't have to create technology you know you you want to fling something across the room great go get a trebuchet you're not going to have like an atomic bomb or you know something that's super weird and scientific and not everyone understand you know most people understand what a sword looks like and kind of how it works
0: right yeah i, I mean so, I, I just find it fascinating athena what yeah. reason to say
3: yeah it's interesting that um in uh, fantasies, uh, there's kind of three types of, um, I don't know what to call it, but um, almost like a trope, and Hayley did something interesting because she basically used a bit of all of them, um, because there's the chosen few, uh, the freak of nature and the one who, bec- who becomes able to use uh, magic through merit because they practice at it. And we, uh, and Haley's story is, like I say, very interesting because she actually took, they the chosen, the kind of freaks of nature anyway because they are different, and then they have to practice anyway. So she didn't just give them... Uh, abilities to do things and they throw their fingers in the or hands in the air and things just happen you know that it takes time for them to develop they've got the talent an innate talent but then they have to do all the practicing to get good at something am i right Haley?
2: oh yeah absolutely i mean
3: yeah she kind
2: of, for reality you can be naturally yeah. good at something yes. but it's sheer luck until you really hone the skill yes
1: it's sort of like being a writer. You have an innate uh, yeah. ability to tell a story, but you have to practice at it in order to be able to tell a good story. Right. And, yeah. and I think that comes through in Haley's story where her character Keegan, she wakes up in this world with somewhat of the unknown ability to her at first. And then as she develops and realizes her talent, she actually wants to practice it more and be, and, and master that talent and for writers that's the same thing we have this we have this yearning or desire to write but then as we do write we decide that we want to really become better at it and so we we build our own world and we populate ourselves and all that kind of stuff in it so
0: I love, yeah, I love that. That's why I, you know, I love working with writers and with Rock Hill. I mean, you guys are awesome. We are running out of time. So, Haley, I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. And I want everyone to come back next week because we are talking writing routines, how to create one, what is one, what does it look like to have a writing routine? Everyone is different. All of them are different. So check us out next Tuesday at seven. Until then, we'll see you guys next week.
1: And don't forget to, uh, Look up Haley on her book door because uh, that will be very interesting to see her book and and all the information about
0: it. Absolutely.